Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Texas Hill Country Fishing Report with Greg Wielander of Upstream on the Fly. How are you doing, Greg? Well, hi, Marvin. I'm, I'm not too bad. You know, according to the calendar, summer has officially arrived here in the U.S. Yeah, and you're going to hit the century mark for a few days down there in the Hill Country, so you know it for sure. I, I do. It's, it's on the calendar. It looks like by about Thursday through the weekend, 4th of July weekend, and we're going to start getting to that century mark, 100 degrees. And it doesn't look like you got any rain coming anytime soon. No, we just finished with our last bit of rain. Um, you know, we've been having we've been having a little bit more humidity over the last week, um, and this has been due to the uh, the recent rains we've had in the area. Um, some of the areas of Central Texas have had close to an inch of rain, and with some other areas having up to three three times that amount. Um, however, a lot of the areas barely saw a trace of rain, so it, it's been very uh, sporadic and it's been widespread. But um, we just finished this past week with, with temperatures in the high 80s to low 90s, which, which hasn't been bad. Um, however, with the humidity, we've been fortunate, though, to have partly cloudy skies, even the full-out cloudy conditions. Um, two weeks ago, you know, after our last call, we've had a whole week of high winds. And that's, that's not been very conducive to fly fishermen. Um, this past this past week, we've had uh, decent temperatures, and the winds have actually let up, and I was able to get out on the water. However, the winds were kind of light out of the north, northeast, till uh, they finally switched around to the southeast, which is our predominant wind for uh, you know the summer in Texas. And it has a lot to do with the uh, how happy the fish are. But Friday into today, you know, first of the week, we're looking at 20 mile an hour winds and it's been extremely gusty. So, um, the other, the other weather maker, since I've been talking about weather start, start to show off with is the Saharan dust. So we've been hit with the, the Saharan dust that has rolled in around Friday. It's really gotten bad on Saturday and, and Sunday. So for folks that have had a, uh, you know, respiratory issues, uh, the Saharan dust is definitely a factor right now, um, at least for a few more days. Got it. And so what are folks, you know, is the wind going to kind of push on through th- through the 4th of July, or is that going to kind of start to let up a little bit? What should folks expect to see on the water in the next, say, week to 10 days? Yes. So right now, the wind forecast for the next seven days is 10 to 20 miles per hour. And that's, you know, your sustained wind. So there have been gusts that have been higher than the 20 mile an hour winds. So it's going to be hot and it's going to be windy. So, I, I, you know, that's almost kind of like opening up the oven in a way. You know, you've got that, that breeze of air coming out, but it's hot air. Um, and open water fishing, I would say not so much, but, you know, back to your rivers, your creeks and your small streams you can get out of the wind or at least make it a little more manageable. Yeah. And is that going to be one of those things too, where it's kind of like fishing out West where you want to fish early in the day because the wind is a lot worse in the late afternoon, or is it just windy all the time? Yeah, well, that's a, you know, that's a great point. Typically the mornings and then the, uh, the last couple hours of the day are your better, you know, periods without, without your wind, or at least your wind is lower. 
Um, there, you know, I think last night though, I remember getting woken up where the wind was still howling. So, uh, it's, uh, it's been sporadic, you know, we've had wind blow all night and, um, but then again, I've noticed it's been lower in the mornings and it's been lower in the evenings. So I would say those would be your best bet. And, you know, to talk about temperatures, you know, this time of year, as we get into July and August, um, it's, it's a lot cooler to be in the water than it is to be on a watercraft. Now, if your watercraft has a motor, that, that helps a little bit. You know, you can, you can turn on the air conditioning um, when you need to if, if you're in a boat. Um, and, and having clouds, you know, that's, that's also a good thing. However, I think the clouds are going to start to go away, and uh, we're going to be full-out sun. Got it. So that's going to probably mean what, you know, top water early, a little bit deeper during the main part of the day and then back on top again, uh, kind of late in the day. Exactly. A hundred percent. You know, I was uh, this past week, I took advantage of uh, the cloudy, the cloudy weather, you know, but we did have some low winds last week. So I went out on one of the bigger lakes in the Highland Lake chain and it's Lake Buchanan. And that is the the first or the uppermost lake of the Colorado River drainage that, you know, goes through central Texas. And there's like a total of six lakes. And Buchanan is the very first one. And I I spent a a day up there chasing fish. And uh, I've been catching both Guadalupe bass as well as largemouth. It's been kind of a 50-50. And the, um, you know, one of the Guadalupe bass had spit up a big grasshopper. And I was like, wow, look at that, you know, a, a grasshopper. Because generally, if you look in these, these fish's mouth, sometimes you'll see a crayfish sticking up or you'll see a tail of a, of, a, of a bait fish. And, you know, as the day progressed, I started noticing big grasshoppers. And they were, they were yellow with a black markings on them. And, and these grasshoppers, they had to be from Texas because they were huge. I mean, we're talking they're like three inches in length. And what was happening, these grasshoppers were flying across the lake and they would just run out of steam before, you know, getting the other side or wherever they were going. And they would, they would, you know, land on the water or they would take refuge on some of the sticks or or stick ups that you have in, you know, in the lake. And next thing you know, they started landing in my boat. Well, so I watched, you know, I I had one laying in the boat. I, I flipped him in the water and I watched the grasshopper. You know, he landed about 30 feet off the shore and he started swimming towards the shore. And I was just sitting here thinking in my mind going, there's no way this guy's going to make it to the bank. And uh, if, he, if he does, that means I'm in an area where there, there's not any fish. However, I had been catching some fish. So I watched this grasshopper and everything started to try to eat this thing. I saw Rio Grande cichlids come up. I saw sunfish come up. And this is, this is on a lake, okay? And then finally, a bass that, you know, could get this three-inch grasshopper in its mouth just smoked it and ate it, and, and off he went. So the grasshoppers were too big for the sunfish. They were too big for the rios. And, and by the way, i got to throw this out there. All my grasshopper patterns are in my wading pack. They're not in my boat bag. You know, I've got a boat bag full of at least a half a dozen you know, flies, fly boxes, you know, all the way up to the Cliff Bugger Beast Jr. So I've got hundreds of flies. All of a sudden I realized 
I don't have grasshoppers in my boat bag. Why? Because I'm typically not, you know, out there with a four or five weight rod looking for fish, throwing grasshoppers. You know, I do a lot of that on the rivers. So I had to make that change this weekend because I did not have a grasshopper and they were extremely picky. You know, when it came to topwater, they would eat a grasshopper, but they wouldn't eat your yellow popping bug. Um, so, um, that was something I learned. And, um, you know, it's important also because carp will eat grasshoppers. So when I saw these grasshoppers, I decided to go over to a flat that normally holds carp. And, uh, I only saw a couple fish. So I was like, well, that's kind of a, a bummer. You know, there's, there just aren't any carp. And I think a lot of that had to do with the, uh, the unseasonable direction of the wind we had last week. We had, you know, the, the light north, northeast winds. And uh, that kind of puts fish off. Um, and it also put off the, uh, the midday surface activity that I've been seeing both largemouth and white bass on our Heinlein lakes. Um, but let's talk about rivers. You know, the uh, the lower Colorado River east of Austin is uh, it's really not been working. You know, it's uh, still been experiencing high releases from Longhorn Dam. And this past, you know, this past Sunday, we had a, a big rain event um, east of Highway 35. So that was kind of between the Austin and Bastrop Corridor. And they had gotten three inches of rain. They actually issued a flash flood what a warning last week for uh, Bastrop and Caldwell County, which is the two counties that kind of sit on the, uh, the Colorado River out there, where a lot of us, you know, fly fish. And, of course, the river has gotten off color and it's gotten muddy. But um, as we go into the July 4th weekend, I want to encourage all of our listeners, you know, if you're heading out, you know, if you're heading out as a family to the state park, Make sure you call ahead. Um, the state parks are requiring reservations. And I just saw early, uh, first of this week, that they're going to be closing the Travis County parks. So Travis County is the county that encompasses Austin. So the Travis County parks will be closed for the 4th of July. And probably into, I think I'm what I'm reading, like into the 7th of July. So um and that's due to the, the increase of the uh, COVID cases that Texas has been experiencing the last couple of weeks. But um, there's some fishing report, but let's talk about tips, tips and techniques. Yeah, I was going to ask you too, tips and techniques. What's your, uh, I, I'm assuming the Lano bug is your go-to grasshopper pattern, but I could be wrong. What do you like to, when you're fishing for, uh, for hoppers? Well, it, it's the Lano bug, you know, um, the Lano bug since it's a Texas fly, I, I just seem to, it, it just works, you know, it's, uh, it both imitates a, a grasshopper. It also would imitate a lot of the little frogs that I see on, you know, all of our rivers and streams, you know, the frogs are about a quarter size in diameter. And that's basically what the body of a uh, lano bug looks like. But, you know, your sunfish, your bass, they're not particular. You know, they'll eat, they'll eat any hopper as long as it's in the color that they're wanting to eat. Sometimes I will see them turn their nose um, on a yellow one. But kind of the rule of thumb I give, you know, the folks that I guide and the folks that are on my boat, I said, the yellow is generally March, or not March, May and June. And then as we start to get into July, I start fishing more tan, tan hoppers. 
and I'll tie the lano bug in in a tan color. And the reason for that, I think, is as the grasshopper is maturing, okay, he starts out life as very bright, you know, either a green or a bright yellow. And then as that sun bakes him and, and you know, we've got those 100 degree days, those hoppers start to, they, they start to, I don't know if you call it skin damage, sun damage, you know, sunburn, but they're, they're start, they start to turn tan, they start to turn brown. So, uh, Keep that in mind if you're fishing hoppers or you're tying some lano bugs at home. Start to switch over and, and try some some tan ones for uh, for your top waters. Yeah, and do you ever carry sharpies with you to kind of uh, dial in a little bit more, or is that not really necessary? You know, I I, I have in the past. I, I don't do it as often as I should. Um, I, I think it is something that. You know, on a day that you're trying to figure out why things aren't working, you know, I, I have pulled out Sharpies in the past, but I don't think, you know, a lot of times the uh, the warm water fish aren't quite as particular as a cold water trout. But once again, though, I've seen where a, a tan hopper will outfish a yellow hopper. So, you know, a Sharpie is not a bad thing to have in your bag, and that way you can actually color a yellow one and make it make it tan or maybe even make it green. But um, it's it's hard to go from a dark colored fly to make it light. So uh, keep that in mind too. You can go from light to dark a lot easier with a Sharpie. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got a question for you this time around, Greg, from uh, from Johnny. And he wanted to uh, get your thoughts on how the Blanco River's been fishing. Well, that's awesome. Glad, glad to hear a question. Um, the Blanco River's been fishing really well. So um, this is what I recommend. If, if you're out on the Blanco, you've got two options. You've got, you've got a six-weight game, and you've got a four-weight, you know, maybe four-weight fiberglass setup. Um, you've got smallies. You've got Guadalupe bass. And before, you know, Texas Park and Wildlife realized there was a strain as Guadalupe bass, there were a lot of smallmouth that were um, put in the Blanco. And um, a lot of the smallmouth are still there, and they breed with the guads. And I'm seeing a lot of uh, X-breed being caught right now. So that's the Guadalupe bass and the, and the uh, smallmouth uh, hibernized. So that's just a very mean fish. Um, and the largemouth, believe it or not, um, there was a six-pounder caught this past week. And uh, there, are, there are some big largemouth in that river. And that was caught on a uh, on a streamer. And you know, for folks that do a lot of conventional fishing, there's there's a, a lure called a, a swim jig. Well, you can you can come up with something like that in the fly world. Um, you know, there's different ways. Basically, using a uh, maybe a zonker strip, you know, three or four inches in length, or um, or some of those dragon tails, and and putting some rubber rubber skirt up on the front and um, Basically, you're making an imitation of what a lot of the professional bass guys are doing, and that's a, a swim jig. And the largemouth and the guads, they'll, they'll eat it all day. And uh, the length, overall length, keep it about three, three inches. Um, but there's Rio Grande cichlids in the Blanco as well. So the reels are starting in their spawn. So what that means is they're very territorial. They're very mean. They're constantly running people off their nests. So um, you're not going to catch the reels on top water, but you will catch them on on your on your streamers. You know Matt Bennett, which is one of the local 
tires here in Austin, Texas ties, a little fly called the Rio getter. And if you ever look at it, 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 it kind of resembles a dragonfly nymph. Um, and they're small, you know, they're small, about a size, about a size 14. And it depends on what hook you're using. And the Blanco is full of sunfish. But I will, I will note that this past Sunday evening, there was a big band of rain that headed from the south, south of San Antonio, up north, running up 281. So there was a little bit of runoff on the Blanco. So depending on if you're fishing, you know, later in the week, you should be okay. Um, but take, keep that in mind. And, you know, also, as far as river access, the Blanco River State Park, get on Google, check it out, make sure they're open, make sure they're not taking reservations. That's one public access point. But also look on your Google Maps and uh, access the river over some of the low water crossings. And, and be aware, if you are fishing the Blanco, if you have any issues with landowners, just you know, just say, okay, let me get on out of here and go find another spot on the Blanco. So a lot of the folks feel they own the river, they own the water, they own the land under the water. So um, I'm not going to argue that. You know, there's, uh, that's the one river in Texas where you can do a lot of research and find out that property owners actually do own the, wa- the land underneath the river. So uh, keep that in mind if you're fishing the Blanco. Don't 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 get mad at the guys telling you to leave. Just go find another spot. Um, so yeah, there's there's the Blanco River for you, Johnny. I, I appreciate appreciate the question. Yeah, absolutely. And we love questions on the articulate fly. If you'll send them to us, uh, whatever works best for you. Uh, we usually get most of our questions on the articulate fly Facebook page or uh, in our Instagram feed. Uh, if we read your question, um, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and you'll get it into a drawing for some really cool stuff uh, from some of the uh, brands that Greg reps at the end of the season. Um, and before I let you hop, Greg, why don't you let folks... Um, know where to find you uh, so they can book you and fish with you. And also tell us what you're going to be drinking uh, your special drink for the 4th of July weekend. Okay, Marvin. Um, well, you can find me out at the uh, www.upstreamonthefly.com. That's my website. And of course I'm active over on Instagram and on Facebook as upstream on the fly. And as far as what I'm going to drink this weekend, I'm thinking a ranch water sounds sounds good for the weekend you know it's going to be 100 degrees and what is a ranch water so ranch water is one or two shots of of your favorite tequila and then fill the remainder of of the glass you know i would do this in a 16 16th ounce you know maybe a yeti uh glass tumbler and fill it up with your um topa chico and put uh, about a shot of lime juice in there and and a lot of crushed ice so if you're careful with the tequila you know this drink will will last you for for many hours on the weekend so you can have more than one but if you overdo it with the tequila just watch it because tequila will will get you so uh that's what i'll be doing this weekend yeah words to live by everybody (laughs) listen uh be safe this holiday weekend get out and uh fish responsibly catch a few and happy fourth everybody uh happy fourth greg thank you marvin same to you